Hey, hey, this is Prof. JC doing a special episode today for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And, 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 and really to anybody who's listening, who has given their life to mentoring others. Maybe you don't have kids of your own, but you're a mentor in some way, an educator, a leader, right? This is a leadership podcast. If you're giving your life in some way for the greater good, empowering other people, this day's for you. Happy Father's Day. Now, I know that a day like today comes with all kinds of weird emotions for people. You know, Mother's Day, and I'm thinking especially in the black and brown community, Mother's Day is a big deal. Big deal. I used to work for a... a, uh, large church, and I worked for the Hispanic congregation. And on Mother's Day, we, we brought in the mariachi and flowers for everybody. It was just a very special day. And the moms came out, and it was just a beautiful, wonderful, amazing day. Father's Day rolled around, and <laughs> not so much. I was listening to another pastor. He was promoting his services this weekend, and, and he stated that this weekend, Father's Day weekend, is always the least attended service of all services for churches uh, in America. It's Father's Day weekend. Now, there are a lot of reasons for this. It could be uh, some of the reasons are uh, dads wake up and they say, I'm not doing this today. It's my day. I'm going to stay home and I'm going to cook on the grill and I want to spend time with my kids and I want to. It could be that. It's also, I remember hearing a pastor uh, say one time that uh, he said, you know, we're not going to do this beat, you know, this beating up on fathers when they come on Father's Day. Because when I grew up, the Mother's Day was sweet and cuddly. And then Father's Day, it was everything you were doing wrong as a dad. And so I heard another pastor say, hey, when you come to us on Father's Day, we're not going to do that. We're, we're going to celebrate you, celebrate your work. And uh, so I think there's a lot of But I also think, and I'm talking here about the American society. There is so much absentee fatherism that I think it's a hard day because there are a lot of people in our world who just don't have present fathers. I think there are a lot of people in the world who've been hurt by their fathers. I think there are a lot of people who've been abused by fathers or father figures. Maybe it was an uncle. Maybe it was a priest, a teacher, coach, somebody that they put in a situation of trust. And so this is one of the reasons why I think churches for many years would spend Father's Day kind of beating men over the head because they're looking around and they're seeing the facts and the statistics and the data. And our prisons are filled with fathers. And filled with men and women who've been disappointed by their fathers, hurt by their fathers. So this is always a mixed bag. This very weekend, um, on the day that I'm recording this, I'm going to be attending here in just a little bit, a funeral for a gentleman who lost his three-year-old son. I believe it was a brain tumor. You can imagine the pain he's facing this weekend. His family. 
the granddad in that situation, the grandfathers in that situation. I know of other men who've lost their sons to suicide. You can imagine the mixed emotions for them surrounding this day. I know of fathers who have strained or absent or non-existent relationships with their fathers. So you can imagine what this day feels like for them. I know fathers who have strained and non-existent relationships with their children. You can imagine what this day is for them. Regrets, pains, things they didn't do right. You can imagine what this day is for them. This day comes with a lot of mixed emotions. I have the, the privilege of speaking in um, church, actually tomorrow. As I'm recording this, it will air today here on Father's Day, but I'm recording it on Saturday. And um, I'm going to bring on a, a, a friend of mine who's a captain in the U.S. Navy, and we're going to talk about this issue of fatherhood and leadership. This is a leadership podcast, right? And, and I don't know what our, dis- our discussion will have. I, I don't know what our discussion will be, but it's going to center around this idea of fatherhood. It's a mixed day. It's a mixed day. But I'm hopeful that there's somebody listening to this podcast today that did things right. Maybe you were one of the lucky ones that had a great father and you reciprocated that by becoming a great father. Maybe you had a great grandfather, great father, uh, and now you're becoming a great father. You're going to raise a great son. Here's something I'm learning. Here's something I'm learning. And again, I'm kind of riffing today. I'm learning the older I get that there's something about that father figure in a male's life, in a female's life, that is so important for grounding and for discovering who we are as people. If I were transparent with you, I would say this. I love my father deeply. I love my father deeply. I owe my entire life to him. I came from an orphanage in Quito, Ecuador. Poor. My mother was black. She died. She passed away, I believe it was 2019. And if you're black in America, it's one thing. If you're black in South America, it's a whole different deal. There are very few paths outside of playing soccer or sports that will get you to the highest echelons of society in business or politics or education. Had I stayed in Quito, Ecuador, I would have made the most out of it. I don't know where my life would have gone. I have no clue. But instead, I had a white father, Terry Prater, who plucked me out of that orphanage and brought me to Indiana. Now, if I'm transparent with you, I'd say this. He wrestled to be a good father. And it's because he did not have a good father. And so he did the best he could with me, with the tools he had, the best he could to um, mentor me in the way that he knew how to. And he didn't really know how to. I do remember one saying he gave me was, you know, listen and do what you're told. I hated that saying growing up. 
<laughs> I hated that saying. I still hate it to this day. But I've also learned that the, the older I get, the more I realize that there's a lot of wisdom in that as well, especially if you work for a corporation and you want to rise the corporate ladder. Listen and do what you're told. And I would tell you that some of my greatest pains and heartbreaks have come because, you know, from a leadership perspective now, I'll go into an organization and, and especially in my, uh, my 20s and my early 30s, I, you know, I'd run my mouth way too much. And I didn't know how to listen. I, I didn't know how to come in with, this, with, with, with an attitude of, of uh, deference, reverence for the culture, learning, listening. So that was actually really good advice. And the older I get, the more I realize how wise that, that advice was. But outside of that, I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't have moments where I've sat with my father. Is, this is me speaking personally here, where I've sat with my father and I've had incredible conversations about life and leadership. And we just didn't have that. I, anything that I've learned, I've had to learn by myself. Through books. And again, today, at least we have online mentors. And uh, some of my few, you know, I, I was lucky enough, I will tell you this, I was lucky enough as a kid to have early uh male figures that kind of came into my life and they didn't know that they were, and I didn't even know that they were probably till recently that, 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 that these men became kind of father figures. I think about pastor Eugene Cockrell. He's one of my first mentors. He led this church and he grew this church to be about 1500 to, you know, 1500 to 2000 people. And that's in a city of 40,000 people. He had all the lawyers and, and, uh, all the lawyers and all the politicians and all the influential people in that little town came to that church. He had 2000 people there on a good Sunday. And I remember watching him while he was just a short man, but he just, he loved people. He had a way with people and people loved him. And I just looked up to him so much growing up. Dr. Todd guy, who was his music minister. And I was involved in music a lot growing up and I'll never forget him. And he had this, this passion for excellence and uh, everything he did, he wanted it to be excellent. I, that's when I first was introduced to that word. And he just, he, he was so strict on this idea of excellence. And then from there, I think of F. Richie Walton, who was one of my music directors in high school. He also had a, a real passion for excellence and how we present ourselves. And not just on the platform, but off the platform, how we dress, how we look, how we show up. He was very passionate about that. I think of some of my coaches, Fred Hodson, Phil Hodson, Mike Warbach, Bible teacher of mine. There was a moment where he showed me incredible grace. I, I wasn't one of his favorite students, but there was a moment he showed me incredible grace. And uh, I'll never forget that as long as I live. As I've gotten older, you know, I think about the sergeants I had in the military, Drill Sergeant Mercado. Drill Sergeant Coakley. The Drill Sergeant Mercado was probably the first leader I looked up to. And I said, man, uh, that's the kind of guy I want to be like. He was so driven. He was very serious about his work. I'll never forget that. Very serious about his work. And if you know me, I love to have a good time. I love to laugh. But I've learned through him in certain situations, you, you know, we got to be serious about our work. I learned that from him. I got out of the military and, and there were other staff sergeant Thomas and 
you know, Captain Buckley. I remember him, Captain Buckley, Captain James Steppy, and I got to drive for him. And he was also very serious about his work, very driven. He'd take catnet. We'd be out in the field. And he, man, that man was just, he was always working, always working. He wanted to do a good job. He didn't play politics. He spoke his mind. Sergeant Lane was another leader of mine. He demanded excellence. He wanted the very best. He was a little tough on us, probably, probably sometimes a little too harsh. He had a mouth of a sailor. <laughs> he was an infantry soldier with the mouth of a sailor. But my God, I love that man, Sergeant Mike Lane. I got out of the military and a gentleman by the name of Steve Williamson, Pastor Steve Williamson, showed me grace, showed me compassion at a season of my life when I needed it. I messed up more in that season of my life than I'd ever had before. And that man stood alongside me every single step of the way. Showed grace, mercy, compassion, leadership, guidance. I wouldn't be where I am today if it not, had not been for him. Came out to California, Dr. Gary Bonner. Again, excellence, how he showed up to the world, what he asked for, what he demanded of, of his students. I think of Ben Harris was like a father slash older brother to me and just the conversations we had. The lessons I learned. Russ Cox, pastor I've worked for now for seven years. I'm just riffing right now. Here's, here's the lesson. If you're still listening to this, here's the lesson that I'm, I'm taking away from this. And here's, here's the thing. The older I've gotten, the more I've understood. Man, the father role is so important to who we are. I did not have a good father, but I'm so grateful for so many men that came along. Dr. David Jeremiah. How can I forget that name? Dr. David Jeremiah. Oh, my goodness, a man I was able to look up to and just revered and still revere to this day. I think about the books that I'm reading, Charles Koch, George Soros, some of the mentors through Patrick Bet David, Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma. I think about all the online mentors. You know, maybe that's the lesson in all of this. Is that if we didn't have the fathers we needed, maybe to find that mentorship somewhere, somehow. And I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Lucky enough to be able to find the right mentors. Lucky enough to be able to find the right people who empowered me. I'm so grateful for every single one of them. Because had it not been for any of them, I don't know where I'd be today. It is, I, 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 I firmly believe this. I firmly believe this. Having a male in our life is so important to our development, to our growth, to where we're going in life. I don't know if any of this is making sense. But this is just me riffing because I get to. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. But, but, but I want to say happy Father's Day. And I guess some of this is just expressing gratitude as well. It's the understanding of the importance of our fathers. If you're a father out there, to understand the importance of your role in your child's life. I'm, see, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. I'm preaching to the choir on this one. I'm so grateful for the mentors that the universe has brought my direction. To every man out there who's doing something to advance the world, 
for the common good. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. And uh, I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.